My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Friends, family, wow, it has been way too long, way too long. This is officially my very first podcast of 2023, and I got to tell you, I am very, very excited to be back in the studio, back bringing you the news and reporting the truth that the mainstream media doesn't want to hear, that I know you want to hear, and bringing you some interviews from individuals this year that I know you're going to really appreciate. You know, last year, this show is going to be about me and this last year and just kind of catching you up, my family. Uh, I'm going to show you, and unless you're listening, you'll get to hear when I broke my leg. I know I shared I was going to I was going to let you guys see that video a long time ago, but I got to tell you, last year, I don't know about you, uh, but last year was a year that uh, uh, I'm glad to say is 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 no longer. It's in the history books. Uh, I know, and I know there's so many things that people have gone through. I mean, it was the tail end of the pandemic. It was the tail end of you know the lockdowns, all the all the draconian measures that so many of us had to uh, had to endure and put up with. Uh, add to that all of the additional issues, the fear mongering, the fear over the Rona, over the Omicron, all these different things. It was a year definitely that uh, I just, I tell you, I, I did some interviews. I interviewed President Donald Trump. I interviewed some amazing people, but uh, I needed to push pause for my own mental health, for my own sake, uh, and, and to just kind of rejuvenate, I think, and get back to a place where I felt confident to bring you uh, information, news, and people that uh, that I would be excited about and that I felt you would also appreciate and be excited about. So uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk. You know, last year, and I'm gonna show you that video. I've got it all queued up to show you the video. If you guys are watching, uh, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, not on YouTube, Rumble, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. And if you're listening, well, you'll be able, you'll be able to hear it because it's definitely loud and clear. I've got it queued up. So I will show that to you. You will see it or hear it. Uh, if you're listening via the podcast, David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. And um, yeah, I just got to say it's it's good to be back. So last year, I know everybody went through a lot. Um, I broke my leg in December of 2021, and I was pretty much out of commission for about two and a half months. Literally, I broke my leg and went into surgery that night, like eight hours later, uh, I was on drugs. I was on the Oxy and Valium for two and a half months. It was the middle of February before we were we had scheduled to have some work done at our home, and uh, they were there pretty much after I broke my leg and and on up through February. I don't think they finished until March, but it was in the middle of February when the two main contractors were at our house checking on the work that their people were doing, and I showed them the video I'm about to show you. Uh, my wife caught everything because I literally had just got on the the skating rink floor. I know I was just talking to Carrie Lake. Uh, we were in uh, uh, we were in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, for Diamonds Memorial, and it was an amazing memorial. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But I was talking to Carrie and her husband Jeff, and I told her the story, and she's all, "You got to come up with a better story than that, David." <laughs> <laughs> you were roller skating? I said, yeah, I was speed skating downhill 100 miles an hour and it happened. She said, that's a lot better. So that's the version I'll tell people, but no, I don't. I keep it real. 
I was just roller skating. I had I had tried on the rental skates and they were so slippery. I said, you know, uh, as many of you know that have met me in person, I don't look like the 275 pound individual that I am, six foot four, 275. People see me and they're like, I have no idea you were that large of a person. But, uh, you know, I, I put on those rental skates and I said, if I slip and fall, I'm going to break something. So I bought brand new skates at the roller rink, was there for Steve Weatherford. He's become a very good friend of mine. He's like a brother to me. Uh, ex-NFL player, played 10 years. He got, you know, fit, fitness man of the year or physique of the year twice on ESPN magazine. So he's like a chiseled specimen of a man. So he's like, you want to go roller skating for my birthday? I'm like, yeah, we were getting to know each other. So I try on these rental skates and they were so slippery. I said, man, I just, I can't fall and break something because I'll break something. So my wife and I had talked about starting to pick up roller skating again. Uh, and I used to roller skate when I was a teenager. I would speed skate. I was the fastest one in the rink. I won all the races. Uh, I could skate, look so good. I'd skate backwards. I could do turns. I could do all that stuff on roller skates. And I get in the roller skating rink and all those vibes and the music and the lights, are they're all coming back to me. And I'm like, yeah, I can get it. I can get it. So after saying no to the rental skates, I went and bought brand new roller skates. And friends, that was the problem. These brand new roller skates, the, the, the wheels, they grip the floor. They're not slippery. There's a reason why rental skates are slippery. It's so if you need to just slide or slip, then your foot will slide and slip with you. What took place, and I'll show you the video, uh, what took place didn't have to happen. I didn't have to fall. I just got on the roller rink floor. My wife sees me. She's videotaping and she goes, oh, here comes David. And I'm just kind of bobbing back and forth like this. And I felt myself losing my balance. So I was like, I'll just turn and fall to the side on my butt, on the, on the side of my butt. So that's what I did. I turned to the side to fall and I fell over and the wheels didn't budge off the floor. So my skate didn't move. So my foot didn't move. So my tibia that is straight up and down, my body turned and my tibia went snap. As you'll see in this video, without further ado, I might as well show it to you and get it over with. Here is me breaking my tibia spiral fracture at the skating rink. Here it is. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's literally what I said when it happened. That's literally what I said. I said, are you kidding me? I just broke my leg. Uh, it was just that quick. It was just that fast. I've never broke, broken any major bone in my body before, ever, friends, ever. Here I am, 46 years old at the time, roller skating, not doing anything crazy, not speed skating at 100 miles an hour down a hill, not doing anything crazy, had just got on the rink floor. And I'm going to show you again, for those of you that missed it or just want to see it again, you don't know how many people I showed. Uh, Carrie's husband, Jeff, he watched it. She heard it. She said, I can't watch it. I can't. I'm squeamish. I can't watch it. She heard it and was still squeamish. I'll show you again. But if you see, I'm kind of just grooving. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn and fall. And my tibia just snaps in half. I'll show you one more time for those that like this kind of thing. <laughs> and you can hear it. 
Now, to put in context, my wife was probably 50 feet away. And when that snap happened, uh, you could hear it. I had to zoom in on her, on her recording in order to get it closer so you could actually see what took place. Uh, as soon as it happened, the roller skating, skating rink guy, uh, he came over. He said, you know, do you need help? What's going on? I said, oh, I broke it. He's all, you sure? I said, oh, yeah, I broke it. And to give you a, an example of how I knew for sure, I, I knew it was broken, but I needed to kind of find out just how broken it was. So I was laying sideways, my foot's laying on the on the rink floor, my legs laying on the rink floor. I rolled up with my knees straight up and my leg, my foot stayed flat on the rink floor. And it was excruciating. Like my head was was sweating profusely. I was getting dizzy, uh, so much pain. And I could tell my body was going into shock. It wanted to shut down, but I knew nobody else knew how bad my leg was. Like if somebody would have picked me up, my leg would have just dangled literally at the, at the shin, it would have just dangled. So thank God, literally I do. He kept me from passing out roller skating rink. A guy, I said, do you have any splints? And he left and came back. He's like, we don't have any splints. I said, well, I know you have duct tape and cardboard. The box of skates I just bought came in a box of cardboard. So he came back with, I think some pizza boxes and duct tape uh, my wife's there, Steve Weatherford, a couple other guys, they made me an amazing splint out of duct tape and cardboard. And uh, right before they tried to lean me up, the splint didn't go all the way down to my foot. It was, it kind of stopped at my ankle and I knew that was going to be a problem. They tried to raise me up and again, my foot stayed flat. I said, no, no, no. I said, make sure that splint goes all the way down to my foot. So they did that, picked me up, put me in a wheelchair and uh, drove me wheeled me to the car, stuck me in the back of the my wife's SUV. Some of you saw that video in the back of the SUV uh, as I'm literally just like, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm in shock. I didn't pass out. It doesn't really hurt right now. It's stable. Drove me to the ER. They actually said, hey, that splint was a great idea. That was a really good job. Uh, it was a clean break and uh, went into surgery eight hours later. So in February, now I'll jump back to, I was referencing this video in February, middle of February, the two uh, main contractors are coming into our house to check on the work that's being done. And I said to them, hey, guys, how you doing? I don't really remember saying that, but I remember saying this. Have I showed you this video of when I broke my leg? Now, this is mid-February, okay? This break happened, that skating rink accident happened December 18th. So it's been about three months since the surgery. I said, have I showed you this video of me breaking my leg? And both of them kind of looked at each other and said, yeah, about seven or eight times so far. So that hit me. That, like a ton of bricks, stood out. I said, I need to stop the drugs. So I, I got off of one of the drugs right then, uh, began to wean myself off the other one, and was off, oh, for about, I don't know, three weeks. Then we had uh, a massive snowstorm that came through late February, early March, and I slipped on the ice. I I, I had to travel to CPAC the next day, literally, and I was walking around CPAC. I thought my leg was hurting for that reason. Uh, I went in three weeks later, and the surgeon says, oh, well, you broke your screws. So literally, I have a titanium rod down the middle of my shin, and then it's screwed in at the top and the bottom, and the screws at the bottom of my, my uh, new titanium rod were broken in half. So I had to go in for another surgery in March. Um, and I did not do both those drugs afterwards. The surgery wasn't as intense. Uh, I kept the medications low. And then in April, friends, so that's the first part of the year for me. 
In April, we welcomed our brand new first grandchild to the world through our daughter, Corbin, gave us an amazing, beautiful grandbaby girl. Her name is Zara. So that was the middle of April. And, and friends, I could, I could tell you, maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you've said it before. But I've, I remember hearing from grandparents that would say, having a grandchild, there's nothing else in the world like it. You can't explain it. Friends, I can attest. There is nothing else in the world like it. The I'm normally I'm normally pretty good with my words and how to communicate. Uh, this is the greatest way that I've been able to communicate what it's like just a little bit to be a grandparent. We we got there not too long after she had the baby. We were there within like three three uh, thirty minutes. They she was about three hours north of us to hold that little baby in your arms, to hold a grandchild in your arms, to hold literally a creation from one of your own creations in your arms. You're literally holding your legacy, the legacy of you. Uh, It's a combination of you and your wife. It's a combination of your own child. Uh, (laughs) And then that baby is a combination of all the parents and grandparents, but there's nothing else like it in the world. So I was smitten. My wife and I were both just smitten. So we began to spend more time up in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma than we anticipated. I would travel and speak, and then we'd go right to Edmond. We began to spend so much time in Edmond. We bought a house up there so that when we were up there, we could take our dogs. Then we wanted to renovate the house because it was an old house. Uh, So it was just back and forth nonstop. And between travels and just going to see that grandbaby, uh, it just consumed the, the, the rest of the year. There was events that I went to. I spoke at different events. Then you have the holidays. And it was just like, you know what? I'm going to push pause on 2022. And I'll jump back in at the right time in 2023. Um, And then I'll be honest with you. I was even contemplating if I wanted to you just keep going. Um, And every time I'd go somewhere and speak and keep going, I mean, keep just doing the podcast and bringing you news or what I believe people want to hear and what's important for people to hear. Every time I'd travel somewhere to speak, the amount of uh, uh, the amount of appreciation from individuals just like you sharing, thank you so much for your news, thank you for your podcast, thank you for bringing me the truth, you know, and, and from some people too that I wouldn't even expect to hear it. E- even just more recently, Carrie Lake, she's she just asked me, she's like, "Are you still doing your podcast?" She's she said somebody asked me if I was going to be on your podcast and soon. And uh, she said, I don't think he's doing it. So she saw, what are you doing? Are you not doing it? So I kind of told her what last year held for us and the grandbaby and everything else. And she said, that's that's amazing. And I'm, I'm excited and happy for you. She's all, but David, we need your voice. You need to be out there. You need to be who you are and who you've been to so many people, including me. And so to hear things like that from Carrie Lake and some other, I could name other names too that you would recognize. Uh, it's humbling. It's very humbling. But it's also um, it's also a sign and, and uh, an affirmation of what I do, why I do it, and uh, and why I should do it and continue to do it. So that was just a couple of days ago. So that was last year, friends. It, it, it came and went. Now I know you've got your own story of what you went through, and I know for a lot of people it was, you know, it was a lot a lot worse. There's a lot worse things that people could go through. I, I'm not trying to say my story was worse or bad or woe is me in any means. I was just wanting to give you a little catch up as to what is taking place and then talk to you about what I'm excited about for this year. 
So, uh, you know, so much was exposed, I think, uh, at the end of the last of last year. Uh, and now even more so is be, being exposed. And here's the other thing. If you're new to my show, maybe you won't, you know, maybe you know this about me or maybe you won't. But uh, I'm, I'm not shy about who I am as an individual. People look at me and they see they say, oh, that's a black guy. Uh, they say, well, he's a, or he's a person of color or, you know, he's a, I am a man. That's one thing you could for sure say. There's two genders and I am a male. There's female. I'm not a female. God bless females. I thank God for females, but I'm not one. I'm a male. And hey, if you want to call me a toxic masculinity male because I like to lift weights, work out and, you know, push heavy stuff, then, uh, you know, that, that so be it. I think we need toxic men out there. Uh, right kind of toxic. And that means caring for others. That means caring for each other. That means, you know, being a, a being a friend to other men, right? So many men out there need other men to be real with them and to hold them accountable uh, and men to look up to, right? Men that are good to their wives, good to their families, that are good to themselves and to their own bodies. We need men that understand what it means to, to be the provider, protector, uh, and nurturer, somebody that, uh, you know, again, the, the greatest example that we have literally in all history is Jesus. And he was a man that walked this earth. He denied the aspect of him being, uh, you know, God. We could get into that later. He denied that to live as a man and walk as a man, but he served. Uh, his, his whole message was to serve. And then he ultimately sacrificed his own body, his own feelings and everything that he went through. He sacrificed um, for love to show us that he loved us. It's the greatest love story ever told. One of the one of the things, I'll, I'll have to show you this clip if you haven't seen it, but Jordan Peterson, who is uh, very easily regarded as one of the one of the premier thought leaders of today, of this era in history, just a scholarly individual that studied all the other scholars and Nietzsche and all, all these all these individuals, prominent figures throughout history. And he's been turning a corner, turning a leaf and has been uh, really giving honor and uh, and homage, really giving honor and prestige to the Bible. And he, this is a thought leader that's he's studied all the different beliefs. And I saw a clip uh, that uh, he, when he was on Joe Rogan, where he literally was breaking down how the very basic foundation of truth is the Bible. I mean, it's 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 crazy. And when he breaks it down. Who, who's going to argue with Jordan Peterson? Who thinks they're smarter than Jordan Peterson? I don't know of anybody that would like to say they think they're smarter than Jordan Peterson. He's probably one of the most well-rounded and smartest individuals on the planet. And he's simply saying, from all his studies and his research and how he dissects and looks at all the different aspects of life and history and culture, uh, I understand that if you don't have a moral truth, that's not subject to the wills or whims of other individuals. If you don't have that, then you don't have anything that you can stand on because it's going to constantly be subjection and subjective to the individual, to the new truth of the day, the emotion of today. There's got to be a solid foundation of truth. And to hear him say that he believes 100% unequivocally that it is the Bible, it was powerful to hear, brought tears to my eyes. So while I can't get as deep as Jordan Peterson, uh, I could say that I've had those and held those same beliefs for quite a while. And the relationship that then comes from that is something that I just don't hide. So I think, and I think it's something that people need today more than ever. People need, and I think they're hungry, not for religion. It's not what I'm talking about. I don't ever preach religion because I don't believe in it. I don't. I don't believe in religion. I don't believe God created religion 
for us. Follow these set of rules, live this way, and you'll, you know, and you'll get to heaven. It's not even about that. It's totally wrong. Period. It's all wrong. Uh, he he embodied through his son Jesus how we should live to have our best life, and then he gave us a a, a book of instructions, if you will, for how to get the best results out of life and tr- how we should treat people. But then ultimately, it's about a relationship. He wants to have a relationship with us, and it's through that relationship uh, that you you know think of your greatest relationship. Maybe it's a mother. Uh, your mother, maybe it's your father. For some of you, it's like not, it's not my mom or dad. Maybe it's a best friend or brother or sister. Um, think about your your best relationship, the person you can confide in, you can count on, uh, you can share anything with, and they won't judge you. They'll always be there for you. They're your best friend. Think of that and then multiply it times a hundred, times a thousand, and take out any opportunity whatsoever for that friend to hurt you, betray you, or not hold to their word in any way, shape, or form. And then add to that a, a, a love from that relationship, from that person to you, that's just unmatched, that you just can't even fathom. And yet it's fresh and new and real every single day. That's just one little example of uh, of what I believe, what I know I have, and what I believe in. Uh, and I'm going to let that ooze out this year as well. I also have a new picture. Let me know if you like it. I've got the tattered flag behind me because, friends, our country is literally in a state of shock, of turmoil, of shredding. Uh, Our country literally is at war right now, not just physically. There's physical battles that are taking place. But I believe ultimately it's a spiritual battle that's taking place in our country right now, and we're seeing the effects of it in the natural I believe most everything that happens first happens in the spirit or supernatural. Then we see the manifestation of that in the natural. I'm going to get into more of that stuff this year. And I'll tell you some other things I'm going to get into. Some things that I believe all of us, it's like individually, it's easy to believe and think that we don't, we don't have a vote or a voice or our voice doesn't count or our voice doesn't matter because it's just us. And while I understand why a person can think that, and I've thought that myself as well from time to time, what I try to remember is that it's our voice in action together. And that's what I appreciate that I have with this audience, with all of you, is that we can take action together. And I believe that as we take a unified action and a unified front together on certain issues, we can be the change. And just look look at the kind of changes that have taken place and some of the companies that have gone out of business or have lost tremendous, uh, tremendous revenue. Look at Disney. Look when Disney came out with all their woke LGBTQ plus alphabet gang soup, constantly spewing it on, on all their channels, all their shows and uh, going after our children. People spoke up, but it was because people did it together. They did it in unison. People heard what was happening. We all took action together. And Disney lost like half their value as a company, I think, in, in 12 months. Same thing with Netflix. People took action and they they got hit right where it hurts. And that is the power that we have and that I believe we can wield if we wield it together. And I want to highlight some companies or some individuals or things that we need to know about. And then I believe if we focus on and take action together, we can bring about the necessary change needed in order to really transform or transition, turn, if you will, this country back into the direction where us as conservatives, as patriots, or as Christians, uh, we're not second class or third or even worst class citizens. We're not being represented. 
but where we can have an even playing field and I believe even be even be championed. You know, I think that we're going to reach a point in this country where the individuals, I just saw a video and I'll probably show it on one of the next shows. I just saw an individual that was very, very pro, uh, pro jab. He was very much pro get it because if you don't, you're going to kill people. That kind of an attitude uh, and a very smart guy as well. And he actually just recently came out and he said, you know what? Those that were anti jab, they're actually the real winners. Because if you look at those that got the jab, those that did it now have something in their body forever that they can get it, never get rid of. And now we know that it didn't actually stop transmission, doesn't stop you from getting sick, didn't stop you from dying. That still happened too. But now they've got this foreign substance inside their body for life. Whereas those of us that like myself and my family that said, no, uh, we don't have that in our body. And if anything, getting sick, now we've got natural immunity, which is better, which is what I tried to say, which is so many of us tried to say to our friends and family was better. It's what Fauci used to say. It was better. We're going we're gonna to do a deep dive on that, too. I've got some uh, behind the scenes inside scoop on some of the people that helped push that thing on the American people that's going to blow your mind. So that's some of the stuff that we're going to do this year. But uh, ultimately... I just wanted to, as a fresh year, as a new start, I wanted to hop on here and say hello. I wanted to hop on here and say thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, or for viewing. Uh, thank you for praying for me. I met so many people that said, I pray for you constantly. I, pr- I appreciate and covet those prayers. And um, thank you for the support. Again, traveling and meeting people and hearing the support from individuals that say, I love your show. I love your podcast. Keep doing it. That, that's all been a good help for me. That's, that's pushed me in the right direction. Uh, and we've got, some, uh, we've got some amazing things lined up. There's also a, a company that my wife and I and family, our daughters, are looking to uh, launch here in a couple months that I'm going to throw the invitation out to you because uh, it, it's interesting. I'll kind of give you the overview right now. We were going to launch something, and I sell a lot of shirts. You know, Noah was a conspiracy theorist, and then it rained. I, I, I sell a lot of shirts, a lot of merch. Uh, and I'm so appreciative to give people something to wear that is a talking point. I never want to be a person that's just selling something just to sell it and make money. Um, but I really believe my, my T-shirts and merch, they're, they're, they're to give you a talking point, a conversation starter, something to get people talking about real issues um, that matter and mean something. And while I appreciate that and I appreciate all your support, we were getting ready to relaunch, uh, to, to launch something. And uh, I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, you know. When I, when I launch this and promote these products, they're amazing. People love them already. They're products that have been around for 10 years that thousands and thousands of customers have loved and enjoyed the benefits from. And we're, we're rebranding something. We're, re- we're going to launch it. But when we do, it's just, it's just us making the money when we sell it. There's no opportunity for you to make money. Kind of like our shirt. You buy a shirt, you can't make any money. You're wearing something that means something to you. But, um, and, and at the same time, I kept hearing people say, you know, inflation, Bidenflation, you know, the, the prices of gas, all these things are weighing on us from military personnel that would message me and say, I can hardly afford to put gas in my car. And my my, you know, my commander's telling us that we need to go get on welfare just to make it th- make ends meet. Just so many stories, story after story that I've had personal messages from DMs from and just me- videos I've seen people post where 
the realization that it's not going to get any better economically for most Americans for probably two or three or four years. We're going to have to get out of 2024 and then hope and believe we've got somebody like a DeSantis or a Trump. And, you know, I'm Trump all the way. But even DeSantis would be, you know, 10 feet, 100 feet higher, better than any Democrat, period. But it's going to take somebody like that getting in office to really begin to then bring change. And that's going to even take a while to kick in. So I really felt like I was given a strategy on a on a very simple way to just uh, to give an opportunity out there for somebody to say, I like that. I believe in that. And doing the doing those things opens up a doorway for you to actually make a little bit of money as well. I won't get into the details, but I'm just telling you, we're working on something that I am super excited about. And I've talked to uh, several friends, several friends, some of them very big influencers that every single person I've told loves the idea. It's different than anything that they've ever heard. They love it. So I'm super excited to be talking to you about that this year as well. And that's going to launch uh, in, a, in a few months. We're still working on some things. But that's what 2023 is going to hold. So I am really excited. I'm honored that you're choosing to spend a little bit of your time with me. I'm thankful for all your support, your prayers, your feedback. And uh, I want to be a little bit more interactive in my shows this this year as well, too. So uh, God bless you. I just want to say God bless you. And I just want to say that for any of you out there that are struggling right now, if you're having a hard time in life, uh, I just want to leave you with two things, two things that have gotten me through some of the darkest days of my life. I, I do believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God. And what that means is I believe that his promises that are in his Bible, that he can't break them, that he is a promise keeper. He's true to his true to his word. He's true to his word. Uh, it's impossible for him to break his promises. So uh, I want to leave you with this. And it's actually I was when I was in Lafayette or excuse me, Fayetteville, when I was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. The waitress we went out with uh, a few of us went out and the waitress recognized me and um, got to take a picture with her and and then got to talk to her a little bit. And she said, write down the two scripture verses that just mean something to you, that mean, mean the most to you. And I'm going to share with you the same two that I wrote down in her little book. Uh, the, the first one is Proverbs 3, 5. And it says, uh, and, and write this down. And even if, you're not, even if you're not a Bible reader, I'm going to encourage you and inspire you. Why not? Give it a shot. Go read it for yourself. And pray. And even if you don't believe he's up there, I challenge you. I dare you. Pray. Talk to him. See what happens in your life. <clears throat> Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. All your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And friends, I can attest in my own life that I've, that, that's a life anchor verse for me. It's like an anchor when my, when the, the ship of my life is in the middle of a storm and I don't know which way is up or down. If I just remember that promise, it's a promise. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. It means I don't have to understand how it's going to work out. I don't have to understand how I'm going to get through it. I just like a childlike faith, just like a child that's looking up to his father or my grandbaby that's looking up to me and reaches up. She just knows I'm going to pick her up. She just knows. She just knows. With that kind of childlike faith, trust in him. Lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He has directed me and my path and my life over and over and over again. 
out of situations, out of circumstances that I didn't know how I was going to get through. I didn't know how I'd, I'd, I'd make it through or if I would. And yet I'm still here. So that's, that's Proverbs 3, 5. And the other one is Romans 8, 28. And it says, God is able to cause all things to work together for our good. Let me say that again. God is able to cause all things to work together for our good. Now that tells me this. He's able, I'll, I'll touch that in a minute, to cause all things. To me, that's the good, the bad, the ugly. The things that I've done, the things that have been done to me, the circumstances that I didn't know was going to happen or that I found myself in, all, friends. It, it, it means all. All means all, okay? God is able to cause all things to work together for our good. Imagine that. Imagine whatever mess that you've gone through or found yourself in or things that you've done or things that have been done to you. Imagine, and I'm not talking about, I mean, there can be some pretty hard things that happen to people. And, and I'm, not, I'm not in any way, shape or form saying God did those things. He doesn't give sickness, disease. He doesn't, he didn't make me break my leg. He, he, he doesn't make you get in car accidents. He doesn't do that. He's a loving father. What father would intentionally give their kid anything negative or harmful or hurtful like that? I wouldn't. And I'm a man. I'm not infinite God that's just pure love. So that tells me that whatever it is that you're going through, he's able to cause anything, no matter what it is, to work together for your good. That's an amazing promise. It's an unbelievable promise. It's a promise that's like, what? I don't even, again, it passes your understanding. How, you don't even understand how that's possible. But there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a clause in there. God is able He's able to. It doesn't say he will. What I personally believe is that the able part is us giving it to him. It almost goes back to Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. God's able to cause all things to work together for, good, for your good. I believe that if we believe that he is and that he will, that he will cause it, all things to work together for our good, that he will Cause whatever circumstance we've gone through or you may be going through to work together for your good, if you just have faith that he will, that is the uh, able part. And I'll tell you that every time I've put my faith in him and just believe that he would make all things work, to get, work together for my good, not knowing how or why or any of those details and relinquishing my desire or need to know the how, just having childlike faith that he would, Again, friends, some of the stuff that we'll get into this year, and I'm going to get my wife on some of these. We may even start our own podcast together where we can just talk more family stuff. But some of the stuff that we've been through and seen God do is unbelievable. It's miraculous. I shouldn't even be here right now, period. I shouldn't even be able to hold my grandbaby right now. The stuff that I've been through and the things I did myself on my own, the place I put myself, the hell I made my bed in, I shouldn't even be here, but I am. And even all those things, God has caused them to work together for my good. It still is. So I just say, if you just hold on to those two scripture verses, and I challenge you, go get a Bible or pull it out, dust it off, or open up the Bible app. I have the Bible app on my phone. Uh, go bookmark and read Proverbs 3, 5 and Romans 8, 28. And then just say a prayer. Just say, God, if you're up there, if you're real, show me. Reveal yourself to me. I want to believe in you. I want to have faith in you. I want to have faith in you like, like David saying that he has in you.
I want to believe that you can cause all these things to work together for my good. And I want to be able to trust you and not lean on my own understanding. Just whatever is in your heart and whatever you feel like praying, I challenge you to pray and then believe he'll show up. And friends, I know that he will because he's eagerly waiting already for you to pray. (laughs) Just like a good father, just like a father that hasn't seen his child for years, but knows they're getting ready to go to the phone or knows a friend is talking to that child about calling the father. The father would just be so eagerly anticipating and waiting to say, yes, here I am, son. Here I am, daughter. And I'll tell you, I'm going to be open and focus on that more this year as well because we need it. We need a spiritual awakening because the works of darkness are real. And if you can't see that, the way they're coming after our children in schools, the indoctrination that they're trying to come after our children with in schools and libraries, all these drag queen shows, performances in schools and libraries and taking kids to strip clubs. I mean, if you can't see the demonic behind that, the darkness behind that, you need to stick a mirror in front of your nose and make sure you're breathing. Or or you just need to wake up from your slumber and realize that it is happening, whether you think it is or don't want to think it is or not, it's still happening. And because it's a spiritual battle, you can't win it just with your brains or your wits. You have to you have to win it from the spirit. You have to know what the truth says and know whose side you're on and know what God says about you so that when you do act, your actions will bring heaven with you. You still have to act, but you have to know what to do. So we're going to jump into it. We're going to have fun this year. I'm excited about so much, but I just want to say thank you once again for spending a little bit of your time with me for uh, letting me be a person that you like to listen to. There's a lot of people out there and there's more popping out every day, but I guarantee you, if you stick on this journey with me, the news I bring and the things I expose, uh, and the individuals that I bring to you, you're gonna appreciate it. Uh, I believe it's gonna, it's gonna give you courage. My hope is it'll inspire you, give you courage, and that through that, God will speak to you even just more about uh, the deep things of you. And uh, as he has me, and just begin to unveil and reveal more of who he wants me to be and what he wants me to do. So that's it for my show today, friends. Thank you so, so much uh, for tuning in. You were here, the first show of 2023, back in action with David J. Harris Jr. God bless you. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris Jr. Show.